Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening, um, yeah. Yeah. None of this makes any sense. None of this makes any, any sense. But here we are. It's October. And um, I can't figure it out. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball, as insane as it may be. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Here's my lower third. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer, and I have been podcasting for at least 10 years and uh, can't explain the game of baseball anymore. Uh, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods. On Twitter and on Instagram, I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Hey, Jesus Garcia, one of my listeners, is uh, comes right in, right in. We're doing a live stream today because why not? Nothing makes sense anymore. Not a darn thing makes sense anymore. It is. Uh, it's still technically the 15th day of October. This is probably not going to drop till you know after midnight. So there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, listen, only one game is being played tomorrow, and that's uh, Cleveland, New York. Um, just just stop and think about how, how absolutely this October has been. And, and you know what? I mean, there's going to be people who are going to say that it's, uh, you know, it's bad – to have 100-win teams eliminated and 80-some-odd-win teams uh, advance. But I'll tell you what it's going to do. It'll create a sense of urgency for those teams that are on the fringe of the wild card to be able to look up and say, hey, either the Phillies or the Padres are going to be in the World Series this year. That, 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 that's a fact. The St. Louis Cardinals this year were filled with talent, 90-some-odd win team, excellent team. The Mets, the the Braves, and the Los Angeles Dodgers all won over 100 games. They're all playing golf tomorrow. The Padres were just sometimes yank your hair up frustrating throughout this season. And the Phillies fired their manager, and at some point, they looked like they were going to stumble and let the Milwaukee Brewers in. That's right, Brewers fans. Your team missed the playoffs by a single game, and the team that finished one game ahead of you is in the National League Championship Series. It's surreal. Uh, Jesus Garcia, do you want, uh, it's a live stream, and uh, I have some stuff I want to say. But the fact of the matter is, I'm also gonna I'm gonna play this little loosey goosey. I just wanted to start a live stream 
because I just had to talk about this. Jesus Garcia is one of my good listeners here. He writes, it wasn't Friedman's fault. It wasn't Dave's fault. They, uh, Jesus is a Dodger fan. In my opinion, this was all the players that couldn't hit after such a great statistical year. Yeah, Jesus, you know what? It really was. I mean, the fact of the matter is the Dodgers won the first game. They lost the Goose game. And the key in so many ways was not tonight's game where they had a lead in the seventh inning, but last night's game where it was two to one. Two to one. And look at Snell's a fine pitcher, but it's not like they were facing, you know, uh, uh, the Justin Verlander or Jacob DeGrom. You know, I mean, you could, you've got to score three runs. If you're filled, if your team filled with MVPs, you know, you got to score three runs. And, you know, and you have to be able to hold this game. You know, yeah, Dave Roberts did some, I mean, I guess we'll just jump right into the Padres. You know, I mean, Roberts made a few, uh, let's just be kind and call it questionable decisions uh, with the bullpen. Um, It wasn't quick enough to the trigger. You know, Anderson pitched his five innings. You know, and how many pitches did Anderson throw? Um, Anderson threw 86 pitches. And he let up, uh, He's you know, this is a little bit, again, I'm not going to be old man Sully here, but this is a moment where maybe you try to stretch your pitcher out just a little bit here. I mean, maybe, maybe you see if they can get these six. You know, because the fact of the matter is, the Dodgers have a weird bullpen situation, and you know, Canley and Almonte obviously were, were were horrible tonight. But there was just something deflated happened with the Dodgers. You see that stolen base by Juan Soto where he was, you know, left out to dry, and then he realized no one was throwing a second, so he just kind of galloped there, taunting him. I, I, I don't understand what happened to the Dodgers. I really don't. I understand maybe the Padres getting one win. I, You know what? And, oh, the goose this, the goose that. But there was something about this Dodger team that just tonight, especially once they started rallying, you know, it was, what, 3 nothing going to the bottom of the seventh. But they didn't get that big hit in the seventh inning. They got the sack fly, but they didn't get that big, big hit to suddenly make it 4 nothing, 5 nothing. It was still within the reach of the Padres at 3 nothing, And it's just, uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. And we're starting to see some of the, you know, the, you know, right here. I mean, where's it? We have uh, uh, Jesus said um, uh, he thinks the urgency stopped midway through September. Maybe. But then again, you know, it maybe it was a situation where, you know, they just happen to face a pot. They happen to lose. I, I I, just don't understand it. It makes very little sense to me because the Dodgers won 111 games. They looked super deep. Yes, the Gonsolin injury hurts. Yes, the Walker Bueller injury hurts. But I think they had more than enough players to make up for it. And here we are. Here we are that the Los Angeles Dodgers. The team I picked to win the World Series at the beginning of the year, the team that all season long looked like this was World Series of bust. This championship that the the you know and, and Jack Jack Lynch writes this and and 
I'm going to be I'm going to be reticent to say think the five days off had something to do with it. I'm not I'm not buying that. I'm sorry, I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying that the five days off killed them. Why didn't it kill the Yankees? Why didn't it kill the Astros? The the Astros got help from the Mariners bullpen, but you know these are the kind of narratives that get you know placed upon a series in retrospect. If the Dodgers had swept the Padres, then it was like, ah, see, you know, they were rested and ready to go. You know, but, you know, there's, you know, the Astros had that long period of time off and they swept Seattle. Two of them, you know, two of them in late inning fashion, but still they won all three games. And here's the thing here. And Jack Lynch who wrote that he thinks that five days off had something to do with it. Here's the main reason I, I'm against that mindset. The Dodgers won game one. I'll listen to that if the Dodgers lost game one. They won game one. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not buying the five days off thing. I'm really not. You know, I'll listen to it if they if they if they lost the opener. But they lost games two, three, and four. And now I mean, look at, there's so many reasons, um, you know, okay, let's see one more. One more we're going to, Donovan Burrell is here. What did he say? Uh, Hi, Sully, I'm new here. I'm a Yankees, Warriors, Steps fan. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Cowboys fan. Well, you have to root for one team that doesn't win. And I'm stunned about the Dodgers lost and the Padres. I picked them to win the World Series. You're not alone, buddy. You're not alone. I think a bunch of people went up bet online and lost their shirts. I don't even have a bet online copy to read right now. The Dodgers won the World Series this year. You would have to put this Dodger team alongside some of the great uh, teams in National League history. But it's tough to do that when they wet the bed in October. And, you know, it may not be fair, but you got to win these games. That's part of it. It's part of that. And they had look at they had their chances, two to one last night. They had a lead in the seventh inning, three run lead in the seventh inning. If you're a team that's supposed to win the World Series, you've got to be able to hold a three nothing lead in the seventh inning. We'll get to you in a minute, Yankee fans. Um, but uh, the fact of the matter is, the Dodgers, the consensus pick to win it all, is playing golf. And we're also learning something else, which is how hard it is to repeat. And it may be a long time before we see a team repeat because of the gauntlet and because of the chance that happens. And we'll be covering that in 72. But right now, I'm just telling you, the numbers don't lie. Padres took it to the Dodgers. And numbers don't lie in the past decade Over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security system to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. It's Simply Safe. It's the only thing that matters. I've got Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24 7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agent call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency. 
even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe's blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window and door, HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real, so you get the highest priority police dispatch. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash lockdown NLB. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system. When you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free, you visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB to learn more. All right, I alluded to this. Um, oh, by the way, I got to just say, there you go. Uh, lover of California is a thrilled Padres fan and a bit stunned. You're not alone. You're not alone. Cherish this. Cherish this. San Diego, I've called San Diego Buffalo by the Sea in that they are a city that has been snake bit in terms of their sports teams, but they'll never get the credit for being a tortured fan base because they live in freaking San Diego, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. So it's not like, you know, your team lost and you got to shovel your driveway in Buffalo or in Cleveland. So savor this Padres fan. And also savor the fact that the Padres are going to be playing the Phillies. They're not going to play the Mets. They're not going to play the Cardinals. They're not going to play, uh, who else could they have played? Uh, the Braves in the NLCS. They're going to play the Phillies. Now, don't sleep on the Phillies. They beat a very good Cardinals team and the defending World Series champion. I mean, give them credit. Give them credit. In fact, you can say a gigantic chunk of this year's postseason changed in the ninth inning of game one of the wild card series when St. Louis had a 2-0 lead on Philadelphia. And it looked like they were cruising. And the Cardinals were a potential team to upset the apple cart. And they had the narrative to go with them. Pujols' last year. Molina's last year, that whole group together, one last for one last rodeo. They had the lead in the ninth inning, two nothing lead, and they coughed up six runs. And the next day, they only scored one run. Oh no! The next day they were shut out. That's right, they were shut out. I got I got it mixed up with another game. The point is this: the Cardinals hold on to that lead in the wild card game. Chances are this postseason's a lot different. Chances are St. Lou plays Atlanta. Now, that game, they may have beaten Atlanta as well. But the fact of the matter is, Wheeler's pitched very well. Nola's pitched very well. You know, the real Muto gets an inside-the-park home run. And, the and you know, the way that the Padres beat the Dodgers, and the Dodgers looked like they were a little bit, you know, like they were coasting, uh, the Braves didn't look that into it either. The Braves looked kind of dead. And Charlie Morton looked bad from the start. And he got hurt, and then they just kept taking it to him. But, you know, the other thing was the night before, the you know, Philadelphia won 9-1. to one. I mean, they blew the doors off the dump with the Atlanta Braves. And here we go. You know, the defending World Series champs are gone. It's going to be really hard to run through this gauntlet 
and be able to win it in back-to-back years. So here we go, Philly, a flawed team, P-H-L-A-U, never mind. They're flawed. And so are San Diego. So it is a 100% crapshoot that's going to happen in the National League. You can't look at me and tell me you know who's going to win this. If I have to pick someone, I'll pick San Diego. But Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler could make mincemeat out of that. And we may be having a Philadelphia World Series. I don't know, and neither do you. But we're not going through Atlanta. Now, we finally went through Seattle. The first home game of a postseason game played in Seattle since 2001. And uh, clearly, they wanted to play two because they played 18 freaking innings. Now, here's the deal. Give, first of all, give both pitching staffs credit. I mean, 17 innings where no runs were scored. And, you know, you look at Kirby, who started the game for St. Louis, geez, started the game for Seattle, and he pitched seven shutout innings. They stretched him. They didn't say, here's your five. Here's your five innings. Now let's go to the bullpen. But this was a game where they had to just keep dipping into the bullpen, keep dipping into the bullpen. And, you know, Brash pitched great, wiggling out of trouble. Seawalt, Swanson, Festa, Boyd, Murphy pitched great, but eventually he ran out of gas. He pitched his two innings. He left one home run. In 18 innings, 20 strikeouts, 11 hits, one walk, one walk in 18 innings, and the home run. And there we have it. And kind of oddly appropriate is the guy who replaced Carlos Correa was the one guy who drove in a run. But really give credit to the Astros pitchers. I mean, Presley, every time he let go of the ball, the game was on the line. Abreu, Stanek, Brown, and finally Garcia came out and pitched five shutout innings, striking out six, getting the final out. I mean, every pitch that Garcia threw, excuse me as I scratched my nose, every single pitch that Garcia threw, the game was on the line. They could have had walk-off hits for the first four innings every time he let go of the ball. And he made it through. And, you know, the the Astros remain the lone 100-win team. And you know what? There you go. The Astros move on. Here's the crazy thing. Think about the – I just mentioned all those pitchers. The Mariners came up to bat in the 9th, the 10th, the 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, the 16th, and the 17th. Every single pitch thrown to them could have been a walk-off hit. And think if two simple things happen. Remember, because Jordan Alvarez hit a three-run home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, his team down by two. Let's say the Mariners hold on to that lead in game one and they get one home run in that stretch between the ninth and the 17th innings. Suddenly, if just one of those things happened, just one of them, we're having a much different series right now. But instead, the Astros wiggle out of two of them. Now, the Mariners look very good moving forward, but the Astros are still the big brother right now. 
And it's looking more, I mean, look at, I'm not going to say it's looking more because nothing makes sense anymore. I was going to say it's looking more likely that the Astros are going to go back to the World Series, but I don't know. I don't know. Give the Astros a ton of credit. They did what they were supposed to do, even though it wasn't pretty. And for those of everyone saying, oh, what about the layoff for the Dodgers? What about the layoff for the Braves? Astros had the same layoff and they swept. They swept. Yes, the first game. Oops, there goes my there goes my uh, uh, ring light. Man, oh man, nothing nothing is predictable. I turn where the heck is my ring light light here? Give me a second. Oh, nothing works anymore. There it is. Ah, yes, the glories of doing a live webcast. Um, you know what? They had the same. The Astros had the same layoff. And they did what they were supposed to do. Good for the Mariners. They got back in. It's the first step. I, this reminds me of those teams that, who take that first step and then they're going forward. I think the Mariners are be a really good team from now on. But the Astros are a really good team now. Jack Lynch reminds us that the Yankees are facing elimination tomorrow. Very weird. Very weird. I said that the Yankees' Achilles heel was probably going to be the bullpen. And as it turned out, the bullpen lost games two and games three. There's just weird decisions by Aaron Boone. Jameson Tyon coming out of the bullpen in game two. Uh, and today using Clark Schmidt. You know, and and I mean, it just that to me was the the surreal decision. And Clay Holmes was used the other day, and Boone said he wasn't going to use him unless it was an emergency. Okay, isn't two outs in the bottom of the ninth of a playoff game an emergency? And look at nothing against Clark Schmidt, but he was the wrong. I mean. He was the wrong guy for that situation. Are we in another year where Aaron Boone is going to manage the Yankees out of the postseason? Are we going to, I mean, that's a distinct possibility. There was no way that I thought the Yankees, when the Yankees took a 5-3 lead into the ninth, I just thought, okay, that's it. And in my head, I was thinking, well, do you know what? Give the Yankees credit where credit is due. They were getting big hits. They, you know, they finally got a home run from Judge. And by the way, shame on any Yankee fan who booed Judge the other day. Yeah, he got off to a crap start. He had a bad two games. Everyone is allowed a bad two games, especially for the guy who carried the team to the division title. But he hit a big home run today. Harrison Bader hit a big home run today. Um, the kid Peraza got a big home run today. It looked like this was their night. And then came that ninth. Now, there's something that we can all learn. And I've mentioned this in a previous show, that the Guardians have demonstrated the importance of putting the ball in play. Not always waiting for the walk. Sometimes put the ball in play. Now, you talk about the, the three... Uh, certain results you know that a walk is going to be a walk a strikeout is going to be a strikeout and a homer is going to be a homer well sometimes you put the ball in play 
and good things happen. How many hits did the Guardians get in this in the rallies in both games two and three that were bloops? That they just put the bat on the ball and hoped it landed somewhere. That a ball just blooped into left field was going to turn into an adventure. They put the ball in play. And there, here we are. Here we are. And you're starting to see that the Yankee clubhouse is not exactly a happy place either. You know, Severino couldn't understand why Holmes wasn't pitching. Neither could Holmes. At this point, you got to throw everything into the dumpster. The fact of the matter is the season's on the line. And tomorrow, it really is on the line. And you're going to throw Garrett Cole in short rest which is usually not a recipe for success. But we'll see, because nothing has made sense this October. We had four games today, and we're going to have one tomorrow. The only one, Cleveland, New York, in Cleveland. And you got to, you know, at this point, I just, I don't have trust in Garrett Cole in a short series. And I also just feel like this Cleveland team is going to be like an annoying gnat in the ear of the Yankees. As the Yankees are trying to bust home run after home run, Cleveland's going to get bloop, 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 bloop. And here we go. And, of course, Boone will never get blamed for anything, and Cashman will never get blamed for everything, and every Yankee hater in the world will be jumping them down thrilled when they get renewed and they come back next year. The Padres and the Phillies are going to be in the World Series. That's going to happen. It might be against the Astros. If it's Cleveland-San Diego, then that is going to be an ultimate matchup between two snake-bitten franchises. And there is a possibility, and think about this for a second, there is a possibility that Cleveland, who was tied with Minnesota, on uh, on Labor Day, there's a possibility, may not be likely, but the 92-win Indians may have home field advantage in the World Series. Actually, if they make it the World Series, they will. There's no doubt around it. If Cleveland makes it to the World Series, if they win one game against New York and four games against Houston, both of which are possible, then they will host the World Series. They'll have home field advantage in the World Series. And we all saw what good that did them in 2016. Don't know what's happening. I don't. I don't know what's happening. And neither do you, but it makes it kind of fun. So, um, hey, for those who join us, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, go to uh, Lockdown. It'll be pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Live tweeting my raw thoughts and seeing the likes of all you wonderful people in the chat. This has been Locked On MLB. It's past midnight now in California for the 16th day of October 2022. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.